0: Hi, it's Judy Fox.
1: And I'm Vinnie Patastivo.
0: You've reached the social audio power (laughs) (laughs) hour. Get crunked (laughs) raw. We're not here right now because you're about to listen to our amazing episode.
1: Leave a review and we'll get back to you as soon as possible.
0: Your review is important to us and we're going to look at it and love it and print it and hug it. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy this episode. Insert music. (laughs)
1: Do it, do it. Yeah. These are the people in my neighborhood. What is up? How you doing? Judy, how are you, my love? We are good. Ready to rock and roll. I got to travel to Maryland and I got to meet Judy Fox.
0: Everyone oh. listening, we met in person. We've got photographic evidence of that. We're going to have to proof. make a post. <laughs> We're yeah. recording a podcast right now. Number one, how to leverage your podcast. Do a LinkedIn audio room and record it.
1: I love it. Right <laughs> right out of the gate, dropping them bombs. It's really all about how you leverage it. And good people at LinkedIn are the ones who are actually the people who are telling us to record this, Judy's recording this. Is it the Zoom 6? Is that what you're still do- it using? It
0: is, yeah? yes. This just in. This just in. And is currently tagging people into this conversation right now. And the reason I know that is because a senior manager of business development at LinkedIn tagged in Jesse Hempel with Hello Monday. Basically saying we love all the tips and we're tagging in all these people. I thought that was really cool. That's supportive. I'm getting challenged. (laughs) Mike from LinkedIn is literally asking me, what more could we be doing to help podcasters grow on our platform? And I like he's asking me that question. It's kind of cool to see.
1: Judy, you always come prepared to these conversations. I'm always impressed. Speaking of tips, do we want to get into them?
0: Yeah, let's do it. i excited. I'll read through my list really quick, and then we can detail out more of the how-to. Podcasting and LinkedIn can be very, very powerful together. And we're watching LinkedIn launch a podcasting network. They're recognizing the power of podcasting and LinkedIn. First is create a company page for your podcast. I mean, if I was going to ramp up visibility on a podcast, that is worth your time and energy to have a podcasting company page. The next is featuring the podcast on your profile. If you feature the podcast in your profile, and if you have that new link, that website external link that you can do now, that's a new feature rolling out. If you don't know what I'm talking about, at a minimum, feature the podcast as a link on your profile. The next one is post an audiogram. I don't know if you have seen those on LinkedIn, but they are about 30 to 60 seconds of a clip from the podcast that you can have either a moving line or the text is moving. I know Michelle Raymond has been doing it on hers. A lot of people have been doing this. It's powerful if you're going to create a podcast schedule of your content, it's really nice to create a pattern of it. That way the audience gets used to receiving that as, oh my gosh, her new podcast dropped. Here's a 30 to 60 second clip of it. It's more about a pattern of visibility and maybe how you make that visual audiogram look. And if an audiogram is too much work, you can definitely post a quote on top of an image that has some branding to make that visible for the podcast and post about it that way. And then my last one was embed the podcast episode into a LinkedIn article as part of your newsletter. I wrote a whole post about that, but all of the LinkedIn podcast network is embedding each episode into the article and they will play right there inside of LinkedIn. You don't go external. You can click the play button. They're using something called Megaphone, but Spotify works and SoundCloud works. And they both, all three of those work and embed right there on LinkedIn and they don't make you leave the platform, which is super cool. And that's my list for now, for now. (laughs) I was also going (laughs) to add when it comes to creating a company page for your podcast, you can create a newsletter through that company page. You would have your personal profile newsletter, a company page newsletter for your business, and then if you built a second company page for the podcast, you would have three newsletters. It could really gain you a ton of visibility and reach. Judy Fox pouncing into this episode with a fast Fox recap of the episode so far. Here are five ways for how to leverage your podcast on LinkedIn. One, create a company page for your podcast. Two, feature the podcast on your personal profile. Three, post an audiogram. Four, Post a quote from the podcast as an image. Bonus, we can now add a link to images and videos that we post on LinkedIn. When you post a quote from the podcast as an image, you are going to want to leverage the external link URL and post it on top of that picture. I've already done it, and I was able to grow a podcast reach by 300%. You're going to want to take advantage of that brand new feature. And five, embed your podcast episodes into a LinkedIn newsletter article. Do you want to see all of these tips in action? Because I sure do. Join me and Vinny over on Let's Talk Social Audio.com. That will take you to our LinkedIn company page where we are implementing each of these steps back to your regularly scheduled episode. Over to you, Vinny.
1: I want to have people comment and add to this. And I have some questions about this as well I'm asking this question (laughs) for a friend just because I follow the business page doesn't mean that I'm guaranteed to see the newsletter of that business page right I would still have to follow that newsletter or chances are I would see it
0: you might see it as a post it might yeah yeah, if you're not subscribed but you are following that company page you still might see it
1: Yeah, that's a really smart bit. By the way, for people who are tuning in, we're sharing our favorite ways to leverage podcasts here on LinkedIn. If anyone's at a desktop and would like to see what Judy shared, if you want to go to VPE.tv slash May 19th, that will take you to her post where I think we got a little bit of shine from LinkedIn. Thank you very much. Always I think it's cool that, by the way, LinkedIn knows that they manually have to show up to like really poke the fire and jumpstart the smoke signal. Right, Judy? Like they're saying we're showing up actively to be present. That's the message I get.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that they're here, they're around, they're listening. I would hope that LinkedIn is excited to use the products they're giving us. And then if we're using them, thank you for showing back up and rewarding. Yeah, I love it.
1: I wanted to say because I started my YouTube strategy, I found that I had a lot of vertical and horizontal videos that I've been uploading to my company page. And I started doing it to my company page thinking, oh, maybe I'll create a database there. And then when people find the business and then they'll see all these videos. And lo, and lo and behold, I think maybe I have about 500 followers on my business page now. I'm more excited about what you've helped me do by growing my own personal hashtag and even that's still in the double digits and i love it and i think i know every single one and i hope i do because i feel like i'm on this journey with you too <laughs> i've really enjoyed taking my youtube strategy the videos that i normally would reserve only for youtube and or facebook horizontal videos and dropping them into my business page i feel like it doesn't burn posts from my personal profile right does it judy Repeat that. Does posting a video from my business page have any impact on my personal profile page?
0: It's not impacting your personal profile unless you like shared it over or something. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The way I normally do content and the way I've been able to maintain people's visibility is not really sharing too much to the personal profile. It's okay to share a bit. But some people share, 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 share. And then I think that slows down their reach overall, long term. That's what I see on accounts that do that activity. What I always recommend is if you feel the urge to click the share button, Which they also now call the repost button. Update to LinkedIn is they have now edited the share button to be called the repost button. Okay, back to the advice. Share it to your company page. It doesn't seem to hurt my reach over on my company page at all. I share the other direction. I share to my heart's content over to the company page. I'll share three times a day. That sounds really funny. Oh, really?
1: That's cool. (laughs) No, that's cool to know. I, I actually didn't know. Like, that's something I think I was afraid to do. And... I had to train myself to stop sharing. I'd love to do that. That's good, great to think of. The other thing I wanted to say about leveraging LinkedIn is I love at the end of every podcast, whether I'm a guest or a host or the producer, I generally will say, hey, let's meet up on LinkedIn. I'm telling you the place to find me is on LinkedIn. I'm telling you the place where messages stand out to me, where I respond, the places where I enjoy having conversations are LinkedIn. And I use that opportunity. I love getting to connect with people because I do it on LinkedIn really, really well. And most people try to get me on Insta or someplace else where it's glossier. And I I love the ability in these interviews to physically, to verbally let people know that LinkedIn is my profile of choice. It makes a big difference. We connect more here. By the way, shout out to Kami, who I'm literally talking about <laughs> in this very moment. Francina, by the way, people who know where I love to show up, and where I come often to be able to have these types of conversations. On Instagram, I feel like people, they just like to listen. We really make moves here on LinkedIn. I really appreciate that
0: love it I was gonna shout out a question from Stephanie we were chatting about starting a company page and if you had to pick putting the word podcast in your page versus something else you would want to include the word podcast because from what I know about the SEO searching on LinkedIn most people if they want to look for a podcast they're going to type the word podcast after it versus show or I'm trying to think of other words maybe live. They may put other words, but I feel like the safest one is probably use the word podcast. You can tell me what you Uh, think, Vinny.
1: I think for discoverability within LinkedIn, I would use the word podcast if I were uploading a series onto, well, actually I probably wouldn't you use the word podcast if I was uploading a series to IMDB because you can tell IMDB that it's a podcast through data differently than how you have to tell LinkedIn that it's a podcast by literally spelling out the word <laughs> and making that part of like your like SEO or hashtag strategy I do agree that you have to put podcast in here on the title even if it's a larger property you could also do something is what about if it was like you know the the Judy Fox show dash the podcast or a podcast, would that work for you too? Or no, no dashes.
0: Oh, yeah. I think you could put a dash and say the Judy Fox show podcast. Yeah. I don't even know if it needs a dash.
1: Yeah, because you could also do the Judy Fox show TV show somewhere else and you could do the Judy, right? Because we're building the whole Fox we're filled in the whole Judy Fox empire. <laughs>
0: you know, and now I'm going to laugh and make fun of it, but it's like the Judy Fox show live podcast, like trying to get every keyword in
1: there. <laughs> well, my podcast name is I Have a Podcast. By the way, if Francesca is here, Francesca, the IP attorney, if anyone's looking to IP there, look, as a podcaster, you're given some rights and your rights are you get your title depending on whoever published it first in your category of podcasting. But if you want to trademark it, then your rights expand beyond your category and beyond podcasts, but still only in America. And then if you register that trademark on a federal level, there are other countries that participate and recognize those trademarks on a federal level. Judy, everything I ever do, I think, for the rest of my life is going to be called I Have a Podcast. <laughs> 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 I have a podcast.com is a place where independent podcasters can come to be discovered. I'm rolling out a way for independent podcasters to find brand sponsorships the same way that influencers have. Have these creator platforms, these marketing platforms to connect with. I have a podcast on TV is the name of my TV show. I'm trying to make everyone see all the different things I'm going to do with this podcast. They see how flexible and how malleable the play-doh, the creative Play-Doh that podcasting is. And Rena can attest to this too. She's worked on TV series and she's worked on specials and she's worked on segments. Podcasts have the ability to be all of those. And that's not a normal thing in media and content management to be able to have something as flexible as diverse and the audience follows. It's brilliant. Thank you for that. Shout out. Also,
0: I know on your last live that you talked about how to get a creative manager. Can you repeat that information?
1: The way that linkedin accepts submissions you can self-submit and ask for a a creator manager don't know what happens beyond the submission process but that link is vpe.tv creator manager i applied for this and then happened to be in a room where another creator manager was in there this was before the initial 100 got picked i did get the runners-up prize package which ultimately gave me access to get LinkedIn Audio Live. That's it, vpe.tv slash creator manager. And if you can get one and you have the ability to connect with one, I would really strongly recommend it. They really do give us great information. We're told sometimes what LinkedIn's going to be focused on talking about for the week. We're given hashtags that they want creators to be using. We manually send them links after we post that they can track the performance and also know how to support it's a really manual process right now. And there's people behind it. And those people are the creator managers.
0: I wanted to mention uh, that if you don't get a creator manager, I don't have one. Someone's going to have to hook me up. <laughs> but I would say stay engaged with the LinkedIn for creators, with the team. If you see a creator manager, go support them. Be a good member of the community. That was my yeah, like slight so, plug. <laughs> that's great. And Vinny hit on the key point, there are
1: people and people have objectives and goals within their career and job. I think of it like what is the creator manager? What is their goal? Their goal is to fill their curation with good content. Give the people what they want. It's brilliant. You bring up and you call them editors, by the way. When I think of pitching to an editor, the first thing at a magazine or even a TV editor uh, or producer, they would call them position yourself as a source because to work with a consistent storyteller, I can trust that I can get multiple stories from now you've got my attention. And Ariel, what you're Hmm. bringing up is like they've identified us as the initial sources that are hitting us up to pitch them stories. they set us up to be sources, which is pretty cool. I didn't think about that. A hundred percent. And if you look through those stories, it's always the same people, right? Yep. So there's a reason yeah, for exactly. that. Yeah. So. That's a great question. Yeah. Creator manager. And I know it's a competitive field out there, but they have different categories. They have different objectives and I've fallen into the sports and broadcasting group. But for me, I'm a team player. Reality TV and sports are similar. If you know how it ends, you know how to tell a story. I, I love the, the group that I found myself in, but that's I thought funny. it was pretty random. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. You're like, <laughs> we're tackling each other, whether we're tackling each other on the field or on the yeah. field of emotions.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, you get it. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, that's that.
1: what every Olympics is. Yeah. It's the story. I love the birds, by the way, in the background. The I guess sports
0: in. is reality TV played oh, out yeah. on a field in live. I can tell people, I mean, oh, I'm watching really reality TV tonight. What are you watching? Oh, I'm just watching yes. football. <laughs> <But
1: it's laughs> Get you some, some reality shows have really strong formats. So you know what's going to happen in the first act, second act. You know what's going to happen before the fourth inning, before the seventh inning. There's going to be a stretch. There's going to be a win. There might be a tie. There might be a winner. And then some sports mm-hmm. set it up that there's never a tie. And those are Bravo shows. (laughs) Kidding. (laughs) Understanding what's coming. By the way, this is a great way for us as creators to avoid burnout. And I want to point out, Rena and I worked with Jerry. Rena worked on the Jerry Springer show. We worked on a show that was run forever and ever and ever and could have a billion more episodes because of how the story was framed and told, not how each episode was made but how the story was framed and told. The formatting is important. And I think that if we were to come to this every week and not know what we're talking about or how we're going to approach the conversations. And ironically, Judy and I had this conversation about our format. We actually talk a little bit less at the top of the week. We have more to chat about in this call because this is what it sounds like when Judy and I are on the phone together. This is what we talk about.
0: We're catching up,
1: (laughs) but we bring our curiosity, and we know how we're going to challenge each other's curiosities and strategies for the better until the next shiny bell comes along on LinkedIn. Well, gotta ring.
0: And something you're saying about patterns is that's the same thing that's happening on podcasting. Is the opening, and that's why people put the bumpers. Some people try to fill in the blanks to try to mirror or copy what somebody else has done, because it's what they've really done is sat down and thought through a pattern, thought through how they're going to make the audience feel. Like you were saying with the shows that you were creating, it doesn't become as cumbersome, but some people trying to come in and replicate the Jerry Springer show or the podcast or anything that you've created, sometimes it can't be copied because it really is you tuned in with the audience that you specifically have and the pattern that is trustworthy to them. That's why some people will try to post exactly like somebody else here on LinkedIn and it doesn't work.
1: Thumbs up, clapping, thumbs up, (laughs) heart. thumbs up, (laughs) clapping, laughs.
0: I mean, I I wish it worked, but we're looking for you to create a (laughs) pattern for your audience. There's certain things that will work But yeah, your pattern for your podcast, your pattern for your newsletter. I mean, there's so many cool patterns that you can create out there. And I think that's what we're looking for. And the audience will begin to trust it. And that's where you get quick likes and calm, easy conversation started because you've built a trustworthy pattern. That's why that audience fills up at Jerry Springer, because they recognize there's a pattern whether they can put their finger on it or not.
1: Whether it's their daddy or it's not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Okay, fine. But going back to podcasting, the same thing will happen when, when you post a certain way. I was telling somebody earlier this week that There was a top voice, and she's made top voice, I think, two years in a row now, but she went from zero. I mean, we all start at zero on LinkedIn, and she went from zero, but her pattern was every single week a one-minute video. That's it. That's all the posting that she did was a one-minute video every single week, but it converted, it built, it grew. She got hundreds and thousands of likes and comments. Everyone came to expect what she was going to do every single week. And that builds an audience.
1: And it's okay to break the mold. Mold breakers break molds. It's that consistency that keeps them coming back. The same way when you tune to TLC, you expect to see a certain type of show. Or when you turn to CBS or the news channel, you expect to see a certain type of show. Or... It's why renovation shows always have a knockdown and a build up. And there's not a surprise marriage <laughs> in w- renovation shows because the TV viewer comes to expect a certain storyline. I think that takes a little pressure off of us as creators, as a feeling we have to think of all categories that it's okay for us to stay in our niche.
0: Does anyone want to yeah. come up and ask a question about posting about their podcast? I know we covered one of them, which was you can post a quote card. I tell people the quote that you want to pick from the podcast is a mic drop moment, a relatable moment. Obviously, we wish that we would love your promotions, but we're not really scrolling LinkedIn to be promoted in the newsfeed. So that's why when you find these quotable moments or a mic drop moment that you're just like, oh, I could pull that out. That is really powerful.
1: Yeah. That being said, I have a podcast interview. I've got to do. I never wanted to end. (laughs) I know. I I missed you all last week. It was weird. I felt selfish that I got Judy all by myself. (laughs) (laughs) And the coolest thing, by the way, I got such a kick out of it, is that we literally were right by a convention center in Maryland. and we heard people cheering. We walked a little bit closer. We thought it was a dog park and we got closer. And long story short, it was a drag queen brunch on one side and a dog park on the other.
0: The most (laughs) hilarious dog park slash experience in general to have a dance off (laughs) contest happening outside with the dogs running around too, because it was all in the same location. I think there should have been like a Dog dance off too. I, know, um, I wish
1: there were. I wish there were more like combined costumes. That I, <laughs> I would like, here I am complaining. I would have liked a really stronger theme. As if this is like a reality show that I'm judging.
0: <laughs> I think if we post that video on LinkedIn, I bet you a million dollars we're going to get people going. This doesn't belong on LinkedIn. <laughs> it was the
1: future of dog networking. There were
0: a lot of people working at the picnic benches with their computer yeah. setups. There was one guy that literally had his angled desk, uh, and then the dog. Jumping up on top of the um, picnic table, we,
1: we had a blast. I loved it. Thursday, see how I did that. <laughs> and if you all want to check it out, it's vpe.tv/slash may nineteen. If you want to check out the Judy Fox's tips that she shared with us, how to Aww, leverage thanks. your podcast, I will be jumping on there and dropping my three cents um, on there as well. And I'll see you there. Okay. And I appreciate the time and space. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. All right, I'll talk to you all later. Bye, y'all.
0: Insert music. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening today we've so enjoyed spending time with you and we are the social audio power hour
1: get crunched raw
0: <laughs> get access to more of judy fox hashtag fox rocks by going to dot fox.com and vinnie over to you
1: you can find me at vpe.tv and I have a
0: podcast.com. Love it. And like we said, leave a review and tune in next time for the social audio power hour. That's an outro
1: if I ever heard one. We are hysterical. (laughs)